1: Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with.
0: And the other has never even seen.
1: I'm Emily Jones.
0: And I'm Eric Johnson. Today we're watching The Bourne Identity, the first movie in the action franchise starring Matt Damon, and then Jeremy Renner, and now Matt Damon again, because apparently Jeremy Renner sucked. It's about No, Jeremy
1: Renner didn't suck, and I think they're making a second Jeremy Renner movie, actually.
0: Okay. But okay. Matt Damon's
1: also coming back.
0: All right. Well in any know case, Matt Damon plays Jason Bourne, a super spy with remarkable skills, but no memory of how he got them, or even of his name. He searches for answers while a bunch of people try to kill him, but neither he nor I know who they are because I've never seen it.
1: Which is completely absurd to me.
0: Sorry. The weirdest We're gonna part fix about that. it
1: The weirdest part about it is that you've you told me that you've started watching it, but never actually watched to the end. Which is right. beyond my comprehension, because I have seen this movie like infinite times but if it's on TV or any of the sequels are on TV like I will watch them I will stay awake late into the night to watch the end of this movie even though I could tell you exactly what happens it's completely illogical
0: that's exactly the way it should be. You, you're, the, you're the geek about this sort of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think when I did see part of it, I think it was on TV, but it was like same shitty excuse as Thunderball. You know, I just had something else in the way or I, I don't know, I was tired or I saw up to the last thing I remember is this like he's met a woman and they're in an alley. It's pretty early on. That's in, really in, early in, on. OK, I know. I know. We need to fix so, this
1: post-haste.
0: Well, that's what we're here to do. That's the whole point of this, right? So
1: it is. All right. Go watch the movie.
0: Okay. We're going to go watch this. We'll be back after the break.
1: Eric and I are watching The Born Identity. And if you haven't seen it, as always, we strongly recommend that you take this time to watch it right now. Because we're about to spoil the whole darn thing. And as you know, everything is better without spoilers. So... You can find the movie to rent on iTunes, Vudu, Google Play, Amazon, probably a number of other places. You can find links to all of those rentals for online streaming on our website, geekversusnoob.com. That's, of course, noob with two zeros. We also have to give a big thank you to our latest backer. That's Vignesh Ramachandran. He just supported us on Patreon. Now, this podcast, of course, will always be free, but if you would like to chip into it, to make sure that we can keep doing it, you can also find a link to our Patreon page on geekversusnoob.com. Enjoy the
0: movie. And we're back. We've just watched The Born Identity. Uh, Emily. You are the geek this week. Lead us off. Pick one thing. If you can pick just one, one thing you liked about *Born Identity.
1: As usual, this comes with a caveat of, like, besides absolutely everything about the movie, I think my favorite thing about this, and especially what I think kind of sets it apart from other action movies, is the way that his, like, action movie prowess is Mm -hmm. not actually a part of his personality, which I know sounds weird, but hear me out. So normally, like anything from like a James Bond movie to your your standard kind of crappy action movie, you know your your Steven Seagal, your Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever, and the ability to do the various things to you know all of the all of the cool Jason Bourne stuff, the ability to fight and like make a weapon out of anything and fly a helicopter. Or, I mean, we don't see Jason Bourne fly a helicopter, but presumably he would know how to, right? Um you know, that's all sort of like part of the person's personality. Like, and it's like, it's like an element of who they are. Even if you're in like a Liam Neeson and taken or a Mark Wahlberg and everything situation where like they've moved on and you know, they don't do that anymore, but then like, it's still part of their past that they can like go back to and draw on at any time, you know? Um, and this isn't like that. It's like, there's there's two separate people here. There's like a sort of like a, a normal person who's kind of confused and doesn't know who he is. And then like, uh, like, what? I, I know I, he can <laughs> fight like it's weird. You know, like you right. see it in his face when he um, when he disarms the police officers who try to keep him from sleeping on the park bench he like he goes into like it's like it's like a switch gets flipped and he's a totally he flips off being like who he is and all of a sudden he's like in fight mode and then like he's got the gun and he's like looking at them and he's like what the hell just happened who am i where did that come from like I, so i don't know i think it's i think it's kind of cool to see that um separated out that way like mm-hmm. another good example of it would be um for instance when he wants to get the hotel records and he sends marie in to get them um and he's got this whole like spycraft plan that he's gonna like go and you know basically break into the hotel and she's like you know this guy at the front desk was smiling at me so i thought you know all this trouble
0: maybe it's easier to just ask for them you have the bill maybe a photocopy you just asked for it I said it was Mr. Kane's personal assistant. Oh.
1: And if you think about it, like, uh, you know, a James Bond, for instance, would have done that. Like, a James Bond has the... the the fighting skills, the action movie skills, but also the, the people skills, the like, it's it's all, it's the charm. It's all part of, it's all part of one package. Like, you know, he's, he's prepared to fight his way in if he has to, but he knows how to get around it. And like, he has, he has a a range of skills. And with Jason Bourne, it's like pretty normal person reacting, like freaked out to his lack of memory, whatever. And then like fighting machine man, like they're, they're not, they're separate, which I think, I don't know, I just think it's kind of cool.
0: No, I agree, 100%. Um, that was one of my favorite things about the movie as well, is the fact that it takes this genre that we we know and love, and kind of, it does turn it on its head, and it gives us a protagonist who feels a lot more like the protagonist in sort of a more, um, I don't know, it, it feels more like an everyman, even though he's this incredibly skilled individual, because he doesn't know, and because we're learning at the same rate, more or less, although we know... We, we, we know a lot more than that. he he's, does actually yeah yes yeah. so, but but you know but he's he's coming into it blank and we come into it blank so you know there, there's, there's something that's refreshing about that with this genre and they managed I think the whole way through I, I really like this movie and the whole Yay. way through they, they they managed to make it managed to keep that entertaining and not like not overdo it in any part which I really liked
1: yeah, I think they also do a good job um, setting up the the sort of concept that like it's not really human. Like being able to being able to fight like that. And there's there's something very inhuman about it. And I think um, a a thing that stuck out to me, you know, when I was watching it sort of semi-critically, as opposed to just like adoring it this time, (laughs) when the guy comes and attacks them when they're in his apartment. Right. And Marie has a very extremely human reaction to that scenario, more so, I think, often than. The sort of civilians often mm-hmm. do in movies like this. Like she goes into shock. Yeah. Yeah, she, exactly. She has, she panics first and then like, then she goes into shock and then she starts vomiting. And like, it's, it's totally like how, how you or I would actually react if something exactly. like this happened in our lives. Um, and it's not very often how people, the, the civilians, the non-trained individuals react to things in movies like this. Yeah. Um and so I think that's a really cool thing as well so that's kind of a second thing but I was also going to say um I think I think part of the reason they do that or one of the things that that does really well is set up how not human it is that he can just do this and shut it out and it doesn't it doesn't phase him at all you know it's um
0: Yeah no I, I agree <laughs> Um I
1: don't have an end to that sentence but
0: well, that's one of the things with like a character like James Bond, for instance, because he comes in and he's just a badass from the start, right? Um, and he's sort of, the character's been built up so that, but the start of any James Bond movie, we come in with expectations of what he can do. We already know his, you know, his skills and all that. And so it's kind of taken as written that, of course, he knows how to do that. And the fact that, but yeah, but like in, in a Bond film, like, you know, if that same scene happened where Bond is with, 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 with a woman and then they get attacked, you know, at least in one of the old films would be like, oh, James, protect me, you know, and she, she wouldn't really she wouldn't react in the same way. She'd just be like, oh, we're safe now. OK, cool. Let's have sex. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to um, say
1: the only the only exception that I can think of is like in um, in Casino Royale, she yeah. like really really freaks out, and he comes back to the room and finds her like sitting in the shower. But it's important to note that she actually kills someone, doesn't she? She doesn't I think just. So. She doesn't. You're talking about see... Vesper, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Vesper. She doesn't yeah. just see horrible stuff happen. Like she actually kills someone.
0: Yeah, so I actually wanted to talk about Casino Royale because uh, having never seen any of the Bourne movies, people uh, had had told me that like, oh, well, yeah, the Daniel Craig Bonds, you know, they're kind of the the Bourne Identity influence on on the Bond franchise as as compared to where where it was left off with Pierce Brosnan, and I oh. totally see that now. I finally get what that means.
1: Yeah, sorry, that was just a Pierce Brosnan shudder that I made <laughs> with my mouth. Um, that which sounds really weird as a thing to say uh and i was just doing an audible shot right? that's my point um no i've never heard that before except from you occasionally but um but no I, I definitely see that point i think especially in terms of fighting style the way the way the fight scenes and the action sequences are done in yeah. the daniel craig bonds is is very clearly much more in this style this kind of like like a little bit superhuman right like really fast paced crazy fight scenes
0: yeah, but also more than that, about sort of the approach to technology as well. I mean, you see, like, you know, where it left off in the last Pierce Brosnan, Avoid the Shudder, or the last Pierce Brosnan film, Died Another Day. Oh, You know, the there's worst the invisible one. car, and there's all, it's, it's like the height of ridiculousness for for, the for Aston Bond Martin gadgets.
1: vanish. Oh, kill me, please.
0: So in, in the Daniel Craig Bond movies, especially in Skyfall, we get a sense of technology as being this thing that's much more, Rooted in what an actual spy agency would use, uh, you have the new Q. Is it Ben Weishaw? How you pronounce his name? Yes, Ben Weishaw. You know, and he's Love kind ben of, Wyshaw. and and he's kind of takes this like you know, um, the, this I can't believe you sort of attitude towards Bond. Like, were you expecting an exploding pen? We don't really go in for that anymore. And and so, you know, I thought it was interesting how we saw sort of the flip side of that where Bourne himself doesn't have access to much technology, but he's being pursued by people who have that technology, the CIA, which, by the way, it, I was... The
1: technology to do everything!
0: Yeah, technology to do everything from these hilariously now outdated computers. Like, that was just, like... Um, i know and the right? spies have like beepers
1: super, com- super lair and, and, they're and like, have, yeah, they like of their running the windows the sniper has a like... beeper
0: which which is hilarious sorry who had a beeper the sniper the uh the one from barcelona
1: oh the clive owen sniper
0: mm-hmm. so the technology in this film even though it's not that old is is really funny but anyway
1: you will find the same experience when we watch the wire for this okay. podcast okay uh it's like they're trying to be really state-of-the-art but it's old
0: yeah so there's definitely i can definitely see now the sort of the, the the connections between this movie presumably its sequels and then the new the more recent most recent series of james bond movies um this is another dumb thing that i wrote down but there's a car chase in a mini and i couldn't i
1: know uh, but it's so cute i couldn't help but it think an of gold member
0: and did you ever see it's the, an
1: old mini too <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not it's, like it's, it's not, not a sexy luxury times. car. I wrote, wrote down. I'm so glad this is not. You know, it's not like the most expensive car. This is a piece of shit car. But because because she
1: doesn't have any money, she's like, like a crazy fly by night. Like who even knows what her deal is? Yeah,
0: I'm willing. to bet that I was intentionally. Discovered... I bet that was an intentional choice to get away from from Bond is to pick a car that looks like shit, but still have well, a crazy also, car chase. It
1: also it also fits with her character. Oh, it does of course that her car is 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 a piece of shit. But yes. But like, uh-huh. if you had
0: in a Bond film, if if uh, the you know if, oh, if yeah, Bond in the same never... circumstance, yeah, he he would say, "No, we're we're gonna drop your car off somewhere else. We're gonna pick up a different car." You know, it's like a garage. Now it pops the invisible Aston Martin, da da. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes, anyway,
1: always steal the invisible Aston Martin.
0: Yeah, but I, I wrote down also my notes connection to Gold Member, the third Austin Powers movie, because if you remember in that, Michael Caine has a uh, a Union Jack decorated uh, Mini, and I yes. and there's a car chase in that. does so.
1: Austin Powers have such a thing too. I feel like there's more than one. Anyway, I don't see know. that's the that's the. Have you seen the Italian Job?
0: No, I, it's on my list.
1: Oh no, now it's on my list. Okay,
0: okay, it's on. Our I just list. bought that
1: today on DVD because <laughs> uh, there are also minis involved. Okay. In the Italian job. So what else did you think of The Born Identity?
0: I mean, that's the thing. I, I really liked so much this movie. There's, uh, there's very few things I have to to say other than that it was really cool. There was one thing, though, that I thought, like, as it was going on, that I thought might have been interesting. Sort of like when we were talking about Scott Pilgrim and we were saying, oh, wouldn't it have been interesting if at the end? Uh, spoiler alert for, for that movie in case you haven't seen listen to that podcast um it wouldn't have been interesting if instead of ramona scott had wound up with knives chow like wouldn't that have been a a different way to go um which
1: there is an alternate ending that you just discovered yes that that i discovered on
0: youtube where (laughs) that happened but anyway like in this i was thinking like wouldn't it have been interesting as an alternate way because he's amnesiac and because it is like the reason that we know more than Jason Bourne in this film is because they're cutting away and it goes like this: is CIA headquarters in Langley, and then it goes into like you know oh yeah, and he was on it this is, boat.
1: Side note: it is a really it is really funny to me how hilariously uninformed the CIA is as well. Yes. <laughs> like even though they know so much more about like his background, they also they don't have any idea that he has amnesia. So they right. like keep trying to figure out the logic of what he's doing, and they're like it doesn't ever occur to them that he's like. He has no idea, and he's just running because people are chasing him.
0: Right, and that's the thing. I feel like it might have the stakes might have felt a little bit higher. I might have been a bit more invested in— The stakes in, didn't feel high? They did feel high, but they could have been higher is what I'm saying. I would have been more invested in the discovery of who Jason Bourne is if I didn't know as much as I did so early on. Like We get told very—I mean, it makes the movie a lot easier to follow, but we, we get told very early on, okay, this guy works for the CIA, he's gone missing, whatever— and we, it's easy to put together. Okay, it's the same guy who's lost his memory, um, and so I feel like, for instance, I, I, was, I was thinking like, if you cut out up until, up until the point where they look at the newspaper and he puts together that he's an assassin, if we never met the CIA until then, I think that moment would have had so much more weight. Where it's like we knew that he was good at fighting, but you know, if, if like it had been if it had been a little bit of like a miniature twist, sort of of like, oh. Okay, no, this is serious. He was actually supposed to kill that person who died. You, you know, like, I, I feel like there'd been a little bit more mystery there at the start. um I, I don't know. It's just kind I of a hypothetical. Wonder,
1: I wonder if that's how the book is. I've never read the books. Yeah. But that sounds like if the books were written from his. I don't know if the books were written from his. But doesn't that sound like what might have happened? Yeah. What, the way they would do a book i if, haven't read the books either, books either but
0: that definitely sounds like sort of if it were a first like. person or, or whatever if it were just a single single point of view narrative yeah
1: yeah so i wonder if that's how the books are structured
0: um i mean for the sake of a movie like i said it does make it easier to follow to know okay the cia is at this point they're, they're this far behind them but um i don't know i think up until a certain point it might have might have been interesting if they had like i'd like to see like I mean, at this point, I'm sure everyone knows who Jason Bourne is. They they know even even I knew. Okay, spy is an American spy who with amnesia, you know. But if like if you showed this movie with the CIA parts from the start cut out, if it were, you, just the first half of this movie was just following uh, Bourne and Marie, like I wonder what the reaction would be to to realizing like, oh, you know, this guy is serious, you know.
1: Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah, but that was like know. my
0: only... That's that's like a, a hypothetical quibble. It's not even like a, a real criticism it's like of it.
1: It's like a this could maybe be better if, although I still like the way it was. Exactly.
0: So, I, I you know, other than that, I have I have very few... Um, anyway, and the other thing I wrote down, this is something that I liked, but you mentioned the the hotel scene where Marie goes in, into the hotel... I loved that scene. I just I love that so much. The movie I yeah, totally got hoodwinked. It worked. I, I was hook, line, and sinker for for that. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And then she just comes in, it's like, nope, yeah. I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know,
1: I know. It's great. I
0: love being fooled like that.
1: What did you think of Julia Styles?
0: Is she Marie? Is she the No. No. Julia, Julia Styles
1: is the um the like Paris uh office chief person.
0: Oh. I mean, she seemed kind of not super well-developed as a character.
1: Not remotely competent.
0: I mean, she was just kind of there, and then like she hands off the piece of paper to the sniper and Paris, and she's like surprised all of a sudden, even though she knew where she was meeting with him. And then she doesn't really say much, is the thing.
1: Uh, And this might might be something that comes from the other movies, because she has a somewhat bigger role in the other movies. But, um... She's the one thing that really, really bothers me about the Bourne movies, Mm. because I just feel like she is wildly unqualified. Mm. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, who is this person? How did she get this job? Right. Like, I mean, we know that she, we find out later in the later movies that she's, uh, her cover is that she's a student in Paris, and it's like- did they literally only hire her because she could so easily pass off as a college student? Like, <laughs> she's like, she's just so dumb. And, like 90 percent of what she says is like I'm not staffed for this no I can't clean it up there's a body in the streets So? there's police this is Paris All
0: right, let up this no. she's just
1: she's just like my one annoying thing but obviously she was she didn't even register with you so I guess she's I mean maybe no not she, she
0: registered way. to me in the sense that they kept on cutting to her and I was thinking in my head oh she's probably gonna be in the later movies that's actually what I, the only thing I really thought I was like oh she's alive at the end probably because she's she gonna is, have some role in the she end she is
1: she is in the later movies and she gets increasingly dumb okay. or like you know, you know more how like
0: how dumb she just, is. It just, yeah,
1: it just no. It's not that she's dumb. It's just she just seems so wildly unqualified. Okay, like I just there's there's no concept of like how she got a job with the CIA in Paris. Yeah, like you know, it's not like it's not like the like practically nameless assistant guy who works for Chris Cooper right. and ultimately <laughs> puts the order out on him that like you don't really know anything about him, but he seems really competent. Again, I, like, I mean, really, he he's mostly he's also on...
0: non-entity to me. He was just kind yeah, of there. He's a,
1: No, he's a total non-entity, but like, he he don't really, he, he, you know, he's doing his job. You, you don't ever get the sense that he's like,
0: mm. In every and ten. she just
1: like, she just like freaks out about things. Like mm. she can't do anything. Okay. Like it takes her for, it takes her so long, so long to figure out that, that Bourne is like coming into the base.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's at like, the end. Oh, that's this window right next to me. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Meanwhile, meanwhile, if you notice, Chris Cooper is already like loading a gun yeah. and like looking around. As soon as the car alarm's went off on the street, he's like, Oh. That's true.
0: I, I did she's notice that. Down. I did notice, like, why she's, is she not she's reacting? She's going down anymore? and
1: she's like, Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> oh, The system's gone haywire. That's
0: this window right here. Dining room window.
1: Dead. Are dead and it's just like really
0: and, and then and then after the power goes because she goes very loudly is it born is that him <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah she's
1: just like uh why did they hire you <laughs> anyway that's the only that's my only like bone to pick with with these movies otherwise yeah. obviously i love them wildly yeah also i just watched the alternate opening and ending for the first time which i'm not gonna have
0: to watch so i mean do you want to tell me what's different or do we just put a link into that along with the podcast here
1: it's just weird okay um i mean i think i like the the ending of the i think i like the ending they went with like better Mm Mm-hmm. anyway um,
0: but the, but the ending they went interesting... with Conklin getting whacked by his own boss, which I was just kind of like, oh, all right, I'm I'm down for the sequel. Oh no no
1: no no, that remains. No, okay. the only when I say alternate ending, we're talking like
0: Born and Marie where they end up.
1: Right, exactly. Like the very very end scene when he finds her at her little moped rental place, mm-hmm. um, which appears to be in a Greek island, which is weird to me because that is not where they start out the second movie. Even though it seems like it's the same place, yeah, like they're I, definitely seagulls and
0: dolphins and mopeds, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, no, they're still on an island, but they're definitely like in the South Pacific or like hmm. or like Southeast Asia. Uh, in the beginning of the second movie, and like this is this looks very very Greek to me. And actually, the um, the alternate opening and ending made it much more clear that it was like we are on Santorini right now. Huh or some other greek island. Anyway, um no, so what's different about it is he still goes and finds her at the end, but before that happens, actually the opening is different. You see him looking for her. He's right. like on an island um like asking people, has a picture of her, and then he suddenly like like collapses in the street. Huh. And then at the end he wakes up and he's in a hotel room with and I should know his name, because he's in the second movie, too. The guy with the white hair, who's...
0: The, the boss Conklin's. of Conklin, Con- yeah.
1: Conklin's boss, yeah. Who reminds me of the um, spider-like dude, who's the boss in Monsters, Inc.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mr. Waternoose, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does.
1: Um. Anyway, he is I'll like kidnap a thousand the-
0: children if I have to. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> right, well, this guy's kind of like that. He is, he? yeah. That- he is that much of an asshole. He is. So... He's like there, and he tells Bourne a bunch of stuff that like they've known where Marie is like forever, and they keep track. They've been tracking Bourne, and he offers him like he he asks him to come back to the agency. Yeah, he's like, huh. we're all different now. Like it's really, it's just really interesting that that happens in this alternate ending, and then Bourne still goes and finds Marie.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: I don't know. It's weird. It's intriguing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Especially, it's like ultimately, it feels much more like a sequel setup than the hmm. end of the of than the ending that they went with does I mean like you know there's a sequel right right so like
0: I know there's you know three there must sequels. Be, but
1: <laughs> but if you if there wasn't a sequel or you didn't know there was a sequel it wouldn't feel it doesn't totally feel like a sequel bait ending you know like it yeah. feels like an ending yeah yeah and this the the alternate one feels much more like a sequel bait, a cliffhanger like, sort
0: of like you know. Yeah,
1: it's got this little bit of a cliffhanger situation going on, and you already know that you know going into it that the CIA knows where they are. Yeah, exactly. Which you don't know when you in the ending, the theatrical ending when Bourne shows up, you don't know that anybody knows where they are.
0: Right. And he mentions that it was really hard to find, so it kind of suggests that he like was a covertly trying trying to try to track her down, sort of thing. Yeah.
1: It's also weird, though, because I, I could be remembering incorrectly, but I don't think that I am. The scene with Conklin, or not with Conklin, with Conklin's boss, that is added in the alternate ending, they, like, as far as I can tell, it doesn't really set up anything that happens in the second movie. Hmm. Like, the second movie has nothing to do with
0: that. Oh, well, maybe that's why they got rid of that that ending. Maybe, maybe they realized we yeah. wanted to go a different way with the sequel. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah, the sequel is all about the the thing that he said about the thing that he said to Conklin about like, just leave me alone. Basically, like let me out. Don't track me down. Mm-hmm. That's what the sequel's about. Okay, spoiler.
0: And that one so, is Born Supremacy. Yes. Okay.
1: Followed by Born Ultimatum.
0: And then the Born Legacy, which is the, the Jeremy Born Legacy,
1: Renner. which is the Jeremy Renner and Rachel Vice one. Okay. Which is less good, although I have to say, grew on me the second time I saw it. Mm. So, grand conclusion. Drum roll, please. Are you gonna go watch the sequels?
0: Yeah, no, I'm looking yes. forward to the sequels. Yeah, this was this yes. is a good pick. Um, may, maybe a, maybe a slightly boring podcast, just because we both liked it. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I do think it is a slightly boring podcast. <laughs> liked it. Um, and there's definitely nothing to podcast about the sequels. But I won. I'm making you watch the sequels, or I've I, I gotten think... you to a point where you feel that you will.
0: Given given the the dozens of hours of Doctor Who I've exposed posed, exposed you to, I think I'm still ahead. Net net gain in in, the, in this battle. <laughs>
1: oh interesting yeah maybe next time i have to pick a tv show
0: maybe we'll have to see
1: although although if you end up reading the sabriel sequels because reading takes a long ass time
0: okay (laughs) fair point anyway that'll be the next next time that'll be two times from now (laughs) in the immediate next time uh
1: what will we be watching
0: We will not be watching a TV show. Not yet. I'll I'll give you some some breather time. Um, Instead, we'll be watching a movie, uh, In the Loop, which is a British movie from 2009. Do you know anything about this movie?
1: Wait. I know something about this movie. Um
0: you might you might have read about it It recently it might have come up in something
1: jars peter capaldi yes
0: it does peter capaldi swearing like every 30 seconds so
1: when i saw the episode of craig ferguson with peter capaldi as the guest where they talk about the time they dropped acid and is from before peter capaldi was actually on doctor who he was there promoting in the loop so uh, I, I was wondering it all by if you would remember that. Um, I remembered it all by myself.
0: Th- this was, uh, this was my, uh, my introduction to Peter, Peter Capaldi, and um, well, oh, so also- you watched it
1: before you watched it before he was the Doctor.
0: Oh, long before I watched it when it was in theaters back in two thousand
1: nine. Oh wow, I don't so even remember hearing about it.
0: We we will we'll save that story for the for <laughs> for next okay, time.
1: Fine.
0: Uh, join us then, and but until then, Emily, where else can we find you on the internet?
1: I am on Twitter at EJ
0: Reports. And I'm on Twitter at esj. This is Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob signing off. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.